You're listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. I wanted to tell you about my new business, Sticky Studio. Many people already know about this and we've got a lot of work going through the studio, but for those who haven't heard about Sticky, it's a relatively new business of mine which has been going for around eight months. Sticky Studio is a boutique agency designed to provide small business owners with their branding and marketing needs. I have a team of designers, developers, and content marketers. Services include branding, websites, logos, social media management, and managing your blog. There's also a raft of other services there to help you move ahead with your business. If you'd like to find out more about Sticky Studio, our URL is stickystudio.com.au. Joining us in this business podcast episode is Samantha Fluke, also known as Sammy. And in fact, we created Sammy's website a while ago. It can be really difficult knowing how to start a mindset and holistic wellness business given it's a dense market. During this episode, I chat with Sammy about her business, which is all about mindset and wellness coaching. Sammy has created a thriving business over a couple of years, focusing on providing her customer base with solutions both online and offline. Hi, Sammy. Thanks so much for joining us today. How are you on this beautiful day? I'm good, Alison. I'm so excited to be joining you today and it's get so out good. some juicy business calls. I know. Juicy, juicy. All right, then. So I think a lot of my audience have probably not heard about you, but they certainly will be looking into you after we're finished today. So let's let's start with you as a person. Tell us what, you know, your interests and what you love to do. Beautiful. Well, I am Samantha Fluke. I live on Sydney's Northern Beaches and I am a mindset and wellbeing coach. So I live on Collaroy Beach. Been, I've lived here my whole life. I am into health. I surf. I've, I've literally lived here my whole life, but I own a business called The Core Health, which we'll jump more into in a little bit. But I am just a simple girl starting a business to pretty much create and be the person that I needed when I was younger. And this looks around all mindset, well-being, healthy food, creating connections within the disconnects of life. Did you always want to create your own business? Look, I, I was always that. <laughs> I've been I've been brought up around a lot of um, entrepreneurs, so it was always a thing. I'd be riding or designing bikinis when I was younger, selling cupcakes, doing dog walking businesses. So you could say it was potentially in my blood from a very young age, but maybe subconsciously. But it definitely got to a point where I let's let's talk to the um, element of fulfillment. When I got to school or the end of school, it was kind of like, okay, where do I want to go? And just kind of applying for uni, I just felt like I was doing it for the sake of it. But ended up in um, a little disconnect with my health. So I suffered with an eating disorder coming through um, pretty much from year 10 to about the year after I came out of school and suffered the whole onset anxiety and depression that comes from those things when you get pretty stuck in it. So I was lucky enough to come out of it when I did and find it through these holistic methods but I found when I started talking about what I was doing people um, were beginning to listen and they actually wanted to come and talk to me or saying oh I'm going through a similar thing so I began to listen and when I finally got to that point and I said hey I can actually do something with this but first of all I started um, with my food 
So that was the first kind of aspect, but then the business has flowed from there. So there's definitely been that subconscious connection from when I was younger, but it was kind of finding the need that this element of what I was doing was the most fulfilling thing over anything else that I would um, potentially have to do after school. Yeah. And so when you were talking about it, were you talking about it to people directly or on social media or, you know, how did people even understand what it is that you were doing? Yeah, it was a bit of both. And I think I was really in the deep end with myself because I started putting, let's say, pen to paper when I was about 19. I'm 24 now, so it's definitely it's definitely chopped and changed. But, I mean, when you have that vision and you have such a young perspective for people to believe you and kind of listen to you, that's probably your biggest, well, for me, that was my biggest maybe lack in confidence. I'd show up to all these events with people a lot older than me or had been in the industry for a lot longer. It was kind of like, oh, okay, no, I actually have a valid point. But for me to kind of just put my communication in, it was definitely on um, my Instagram page and I was starting to get a bit of traction from there. I'd be talking to my sister's friends or even my parents' friends and I was seeing that this concurrent disconnect within mindset and well-being is a pretty societal thing. So I was kind of listening to girls coming my way, specifically friends, saying, hey, I'm going through a similar thing. So I was like, okay, by opening this bag of worms, wherever I go, it's creating the space for people to open up themselves and potentially find help. So that's what I really listened to. Yeah. Had you started your business at that point or you were literally just talking about it? Yeah. So I was, when I began to notice this kind of trend of what I was doing, I had just created an Instagram page. So I started my first little connection to building, well, for me, it's, this is all literally been personal growth in relevance to creating my business. So for me, I built, I started building that connection with food. So I started cooking these amazing meals and made an Instagram page called the core health, not really knowing where it was going to end up. But for then it was more to, um, vocalize my catering and to help girls with potential body image issues or disconnect with food to be able to cook these nourishing meals. So that was the kind of service base without um, receiving any income then, but just kind of as a platform to show and kind of create the connection of, okay, this is what I'm doing, but I'm not really sure where I'm going just yet. So when I started to get those conversations coming, I started saying, okay, what is my next step that I need to take to kind of take this to the next level? So after school, I went into events, which is really helping me now, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. I'm running a couple of workshops now. But I went into the element of saying, okay, where do I want to be? What is it that I'm being called to? So I ended up at Nature Care doing um, my coaching and nutrition diploma, which was the start of my coaching. And I found even within that space, I was – I was really good at it <laughs> in, the, in the most subtle way. I just had this flow and this confidence I'd never seen before or felt before was just flowing from helping people but from the ways that I was helping myself. And I think that's the key thing that I want to speak to. When you come from that truth and that element from in, within yourself, no one can judge you on it and you can't judge yourself because you're changing people's lives as well as helping yourself. Yeah. So through your business, what kind of people do you attract yeah, so this is chopping and changing. I'm sure like any business, they always say, speak to your person. Who are you yeah. speaking to? What are the key things that you're looking at? <laughs> and, again, this is chops and change with me, and I've, I've been lucky enough to be guided, such as people like yourself, mm. 
going throughout this process saying, okay, who are you speaking to? But again, this is what I've really noticed is this is literally chopped and changed from within myself where I've grown. So when I started out, I really promoted the um, body image and mindfulness um, meditation elements within building, building a better connection within people's acceptance of their bodies and confidence within themselves, building, building better connections within their food. So I was definitely going down, this is probably about two years ago now, definitely down the body image train which, um, as you know, is a very saturated market now, is a good saturated market because so many people are talking about it. But that was my element now. But to me, it's been so many years now, which I'm so grateful for that I've put in all all those hours and all those times of really not knowing what I'm doing but just sticking to that determination of that end goal to help people and just speak to whoever that girl was at that time to now really speaking to the element of emotional awareness empowering self-confidence and daily authentic purpose and those elements of confidence and the disconnects within our emotions is really what I'm speaking to now because that's what I was speaking to myself but again this has taken time to really reflect sorry and to be able to see the results from the clients and the girls I'm working with this is what they want this is what most of our society need and I think my goal is to really suck more positively saturate this market to say we need to be focusing on our healthy emotional awareness to be able to under understand our emotions instead of becoming reactive and sitting in those long-lasting reactive habits but to become more mindfully responsive and lovingly and healthily committed to ourselves yeah absolutely okay so within that how are you how are you doing this so one-on-one like talk us through the the revenue earning elements of your business because there's yes by now yes so again my revenue is coming directly from my one-to-ones and my workshops but again this has changed and if I could if I could give any piece of advice to anyone coming into this space is to work with a coach straight up before you put yourself in the deep end. So yeah. the deep end is exciting, but that guidance is I work with five coaches now on all different elements of my life, personal, relationship, just to be able to say we're not meant to obtain all of that information for ourselves. So it's saying, okay, what is that person I can work with? And I'm so grateful that my revenue is coming from within those one-to-ones. And again, but there are lots of chops and changes and I have been doing, I'm working on a couple group programs that are coming up now, but Modern Mindful is my main source of revenue. So I think so, it's so nice to be able to say that I'm working both locally, nationally and internationally now. So Modern Mindful is an eight-week um, one-to-one coaching program focusing on like I said before healthy emotional awareness empowering self-confidence and daily authentic purpose and essentially that daily authentic purpose is that mindful aspect we live in a world hint the name modern mindful being able to be mindful in this modern world but just listening to how we're going and constantly doing without being where a lot of us are focused on that external validation of whether for us and myself this is a key element especially social media we have to be able to trust ourselves and accept ourselves within what we do, not being based on what other people want or what they think they want from us because that leads to a lot of anxiety that takes us away from ourselves. So each week we work through a mindful tool as well as a coaching tool to implement that acceptance and presence and really powerful, powerful, actionable tools. And 
from the past year, I sat back and looked at my results and my girls were seeing shifts within their presence and daily emotional connections within the first to third session. Yeah. All right. So the question is then, because a lot of, a lot of people, you know, have programs, they've got one-on-ones, but it can be yeah. difficult to kick start the clients coming in. So yes, I feel how, you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how did you kickstart clients? Yes. Look, this has taken a lot of time. And like I said, it's, there's a lot of unknown and within being in the service-based business, as you know, it takes a little while to get on that role as you're changing, you're really narrowing down who to speak to. So again, it's just consistently and continually showing up and providing information of what you're bringing, but also providing information for the need. Yeah. So instead of the outcome, we want to focus on the need because it's like, okay, these are the steps that we're going to get there. And again, when I first launched, I kind of, we put focus on what we want to create as this big, amazing connection, but it's like, okay, I'm, it's out there and oh, there's, there's not much coming back. So it's just really listening to say, okay, within this, what is it that I have to change and potentially do I need some guidance? So what I was doing, I started creating um, local workshops for girls around at that point was body image workshops. And I would have literally only like seven to eight girls rocking up, but really taking that element of pressure away from yourself around the number of people, but speaking to that one girl as that impact has really been my direction. So when you're focusing and creating that really simple method of just creating space for people to show up, talking to people that you know, and again, that word of mouth, as, as much as social media is such an incredible um, avenue, it's where I get most of my clients from now. But when you're starting, don't belittle the connections or reach out that you can have within, whether it's schools or local communities or reaching out to your family and friends. Once you start that, it becomes kind of a ripple effect. So yeah. I started yeah. reaching out to people really close to me. I started creating space for workshops. I put myself in the elements that I needed to be. And mind you, there was weeks where I was making literally nothing. But within that space, I was creating more. So when you have that idea, it's that this is one thing I keep in my mind all the time. Our words will remain empty until we fulfill them with an action. So again, it's not, and I want to take that mindset away from saying hustle, 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 work, 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 if it's going to not make you feel that good, but consistently just take that one small step every day to get where you need to be, whether that's reaching out to someone, that's continual connection and offering that space. And you'll, the long, the, sorry, the more you sit within that alignment of just continually showing up and doing the work that you need to do, it will start to come back. And now I'm quite lucky that the ripple effect and the people that I'm working with now wanting to share this work of how they're feeling after this result is, is creating that outcome for people to open up a bit more. So just really putting yourself in the elements of where you need to be and they don't need to be large things, but just creating space for a need where you can account to these people's needs is going to really bring in that influx of people. And that, that might not be huge at the beginning, but whether that you get that one or two people at the beginning, work from that and continue to work from their results. Yeah. And creating your own opportunities. Quite often people at the beginning think they have to be asked or opportunities have to come to them because yeah. they feel that they can't ask or they can't reach out because they're not at that level yet. 
but you have to create your own opportunities. And so often those own opportunities are created literally through you creating or you reaching out via email, organising a catch-up or even like a Zoom meeting. But in-person connection is the key for getting started. Oh, 100%. And it's just... I can't stress that enough. And even for me now, looking at where I'm at, that personal connection is come. There's so many shifts coming in within even Instagram changing. Like the algorithms are changing so much. And it's, I went to this event a couple months ago and they were to ask if Instagram didn't exist or was to, or was to stop or be removed, what would be left of your business? So that definitely sat with me and I'm looking at, okay, I want to bring it more personal. If that was to go, what else would be left? So it's that continual aspect of, okay, I've got to, I've got to sit with the changes. I've got to sit with the times, but without making it a bigger issue, make it a more pretty much exciting creativity period. Yeah. Okay. This is shifting. What can I do within this? What can I work with within myself that I can create this space. And like you said before, everyone has a program. Everyone focuses around mindfulness and everyone's, I get this, I get asked this question a lot. How do you, how do you sit amongst this? How do you keep getting clients? There's so many people in the world and there's that whole aspect. No one else is you and can offer what you offer. We might have simple elements that are, that are similar to a girl that does something pretty much the same as me, but what we offer and the information from our own experiences is tenfold and that's when you work from that space without seeing other people as a competition or your work is less than but my work is what I'm going to speak to that one girl with and it's that whole aspect if if you try to speak to everyone you're going to speak to no one so just speak to what you know and speak to it well and amazing things really do start to happen when you sit within that space yeah it's interesting because service-based businesses are so much harder to start compared to a product. There's yep. nothing tangible and quite often you can't give a service away depending on what your actual business is. In some cases you can. Yep. Uh, and, and, and in some cases people actually don't want to talk about your service because there has to be like something negative in their life to connect for that service. So yep. it really it really just depends. So you, you end up with all these really big hurdles on how to kick start a service-based business and so the best way to look at it is how do I bring this offering to life so people can understand it without actually sampling it and that literally is through content marketing workshops podcasts you know so many different ways and literally just to people but it all comes back to connection because if people feel like they're connected to you they're more likely to reach out and inquire 100% and that whole element is literally key key determinant or a core essential, like I say, my business is called the core health. What are the key and core elements where you can, where you can create connection around? And of course I get women specifically coming to me saying, Oh, I'm not feeling that good around this, but we want to create, recreate that connection where you find disconnect with. And again, it's creating that safe space, but looking at, okay, from any place of disconnect within your life, you can recreate loving devotion, loving work, and then also powerful and actionable tools. So it's just literally looking at that whole perspective. If you're continually going to sit and say, I'm in a saturated market and I can't, can't, can't do X, Y, and Z, then you're, going to, you're not going to go anywhere. So, but it takes a lot of tolerance and really understanding that, hey, saying, hey, okay, each week, especially within service business, as you know, people can cancel. Income might be fluctuating and that there's that support, but if you just sit in that and just say, okay, 
within this, I just keep moving and keep going that element of just understanding and being in that literal element of change without judgment. You're just going to take a lot of pressure off yourself and take a lot of comparison because I think that's where people can really take a step back and maybe not continue to succeed or see success around them because they've already created the end of the story. Oh, I, I don't have enough energy to do that. But have you put yourself in the element to try create a workshop or to try reach out to someone to obtain that information that you may have failed? But for next time, just you just got to keep going. It's that consistency. Absolutely. I think also it's really important to be you know, aware that even if you are if you are an introvert, you still can succeed and to not use it as an excuse. So I'm yeah. an introvert. Would you say you're an introvert? It's definitely funny because I am a huge people person. I actually read this blog post um, a couple of weeks ago. It's called The Extroverted Introvert. Yeah. And I yeah. read it and I was like, that is definitely me. And I that's think we're quite we go, we go yeah. out to a lot of events. We know a lot of people. But that's another thing I can't stress enough. When you go into a service-based business and anyone, I'm actually working with a lot of girls I'm finding now either being naturopaths or within the health space that I'm working with to kind of build them directly up to be more authentic and confident within their business. And the first thing that I say to them is before you book anything into your week for work, book things in for yourself first. So whether it's literally allocated time of rest, allocated time to walk, allocated time to have a bath, because when you're giving so much, it's like, wow, I might potentially lose myself in this yeah. a little bit. You have to look after yourself. Yeah. So, but that, in, especially when you're working with a lot of people, it can become draining in the best ways and it's never anyone else's fault. It's just looking at how am I managing my time? If I'm feeling dis- disconnected with people, am I actually allocating enough time for myself? So that's lit, that's one of my top non-negotiables for myself is to allocate time for me to be away from my devices to have time for my brain to think and to sit back and that's when you can really create some pure and authentic and actionable work from that from that rested and energetically aligned space yeah I just want to go back to the point with those people that are listening that are introverts thinking oh my gosh I don't think I've ever run a workshop I the thought of public speaking makes me feel ill sending an email to such and such brand there's no way I could do that the thing is is that to run a successful business you do have to get out of your comfort zone and you do have to do things that initially you think oh my gosh I'm just not cut out for and you know you hear me say I'm an introvert but I'm like you I'm an introvert extrovert when it comes to business I've found my voice I've found my confidence I know things you know that that instantly go you know even though I'm an introvert I know I know the answer to these solutions so and that you don't know these things at first when you're first starting off a business so if you approach business with just thinking I'm going to take baby steps with in in my comfort zone but stretching my comfort zone over time you'll eventually look back and go oh my gosh like I can't believe I'm public speaking I can't believe I'm working Mm -hmm. with brands I can't believe I have a voice of authority the fact is it didn't just come overnight but through taking these baby steps you just eventually end there so that that's the best way to approach getting out of your comfort zone because you do have to do it to create a successful business oh without fail and again those baby steps speak huge steps in the long run just as you said and I have at school I hated public speaking like 
would would have <laughs> would avert and I'd have um conjunctivitis wouldn't really have it but I'd go sit in the sick bay and I'd be like no but what I found reflecting through my introvertedness if you want to say that is you will passionately break barriers when you're speaking from something that is relevant and purposeful to yourself not trying to be or change yourself and to speak for someone else's voice, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because when we're trying to be or create or act like someone else, that's when we second-guess ourselves. That's when we find ourselves a bit lost because we're not speaking authentically. And I remember when I first started out, I literally just sent out this email and it was the most frightening thing, being like, hey, um, I'm starting up this thing, I'm helping girls with body image, and it was the not most well-read email but I got so many knockbacks but I got one I got one opportunity saying hey yeah we'd love you to come chat and I was like oh my god I don't have anything written up I don't know how to do it got there and I just started speaking any point of information that you know will be new information or a sense of relevance and connection for the people in the audience it might not be everyone in the audience but you may speak to those one or two people that could be potential clients so never belittle the small events or the small connections or anything that you can place yourself in because just putting yourself in that element of the unknown without fear or without expectation or without result, that fearful unknown turns into more a more exciting unknown in the long run. Yeah, so well said. All right, Sammy, what's on the cards for 2019? Well, this year is already taken off with a very large, exciting bang. So my coaching programs or my one-to-one modern mindful is actually booked out till end of March, which is exciting. But I'm now taking um, intake for modern mindful, my one-to-one. So that's all things healthy emotional awareness, empowering self-confidence and authentic daily purpose. So I've spoken to a couple of those things. Um, I'm also working on a group program. So all that I can't share. Um, well, it'll be around minimum of 10 because, again, I want, I'm want i all about connection. I'm all about giving people the information. And, again, that collective space and what I'm really learning is women love supporting each other. And it's just that whole thing, if we can work together and be like, hey, guys, this has gone wrong for me and kind of creating that community is something that I'm really focusing on now. But I can't tell you too much of that at the moment. But if you're on my socials, you'll be seeing a bit more of that. But also I have um, potentially um, a retreat coming up this year. So I can't share too much of that either. But also just just more workshops. I've got my other workshop um, with my business partner, Katie Williams, called We Are Real Talk. So we're hopefully going to go um, interstate this year. I will also be taking Modern Mindful around Australia for um workshops as well so that's that's all I'm setting myself I'm setting myself up for traveling with workshops is really good fun I love it I've done it for like seven years in a row um but you know like usually I'd be heading to Melbourne in May but I don't know whether yeah in this year I've got so much going on especially you know with Sticky Studio now and it's like "Mm, I really want to see how some somehow I can still keep that going because traveling with workshops is the best it really is so much fun Again, and it's just that personal connection as we've been speaking about is it's such a rewarding element and again to create space that's not on your phone but purely being conscious and present with someone in that physical physical connection 
is incredible, but your workshops look amazing. Yeah, they're good fun. It's all about having fun. I think, you know, if you're going to spend so much time working in your own business, it has to be fun. Otherwise, what's the point? Oh, without fail, you've got to have that play. You've got to have that creativity. And again, this is that whole thing of just acknowledging your emotions. How am I feeling around what am I do? What I'm doing? That's something I literally ask myself each day. It's like, okay, if this isn't this isn't really vibing with me. What can I do? What is one small step that I can do to maybe make it easier for myself? Mm. What can I do to make it more energetically aligned? And that's that consistent reflection of self in connection to your work. Because at the end of the day, your work is your energy. And if you're coming into that with depleted or negative energy, that'll be reflected in your work. So again, just to end on a point with that, sit in that seat of alignment for what is authentic and truthful and passionate to you and you will create something amazing yeah such good advice sammy thank you so much for joining us today now i'm going to put all the links on the website at relaunchout.com.au to feed through to your site and we'll also get it up on social media as well so sammy thank you thank you so much thank you so much guys thank you for listening 